it's still a work in progress. I mean, we're currently have a team of uh, AS6. Um, so it's just, you know, I think the hardest part is always just making sure everybody's up to speed. You know, the amount of information or amount of knowledge that most Amazon sellers have or experienced sellers have is, is you know, pretty extensive. So really allocating that time to to train people properly and, and get them up to speed is, uh, it takes a long time. I mean, it took us about a year to really get Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. I'm excited to talk about two sponsors, only two this time. Um, first up is Seller Labs, and the reason Seller Labs is first because it's so point of mind. I was using it today, working with Scope. And we have a new wholesale line that we're bringing in and um, some stuff's on Amazon, most of it's not, but we're looking at what's driving the competitors because these are good products, what's driving the competitors' uh, sales. And so you do a reverse ASIN search and you figure it out and then you compare it against your keywords. And the key there is, is you compare, change something, test and adjust. That's the key. And so seven-day free trial, use my code. You're going to save 50 bucks. It's sellerlabs.com forward slash momentum. And do it. Uh, just go sign up. If you're in wholesale or if you're in uh, retail and you're representing a brand, I mean, if you're selling a, a, a brand for wholesale or you're doing private label, Scope is the right tool for you. And it's the tool we're using right now. It is so current for us. And that's why I had to pop them up first. The second sponsor I want to talk about is Gay Lispy's uh, Million Dollar Group. Um, it's mind-blowing. Now, it's Q4, and it's, you know, it just came off of uh, Black Friday and all that jazz. Um, and I, I get excited. I see the posts in there. I'm in the group, and so if you join, you're going to see me in there. But what's so cool is I saw somebody, you know, hit their million-dollar number, and everybody was celebrating. But what's even cooler for me is somebody hit their $250,000 number. I, I, it's not that long ago when we all hit that number. And it starts to get to that place where you're making, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars. All of a sudden, this starts to be real. This starts to be a real business that looks like it can support your family and that you see opportunity. Don't forget those days. And so I get so excited when I saw that for that person. I'm like, yes, they're going to get there. You know, they need to get over that thirty thousand dollar a month number. We always say is a big number, big place to get to, and they're getting there in Gay's crew. So you want to join? It's free. Two weeks free, okay? So if you go to amazingfreedom.com forward slash, it's a tough one, momentum with a hyphen arbitrage. Momentum hyphen arbitrage. You get two weeks free to join the group. Join the group, be a looky-loo, and start to change your business and start to change your future. Um, great sellers get even better. It's so cool to see like-minded people helping each other, even though they're competitors. Now, they're not price fixing or any of that nonsense. But what they're doing is saying, hey, have you thought about this? Or have you adjusted for this? Have you considered this? Or, hey, you know, Steve has a problem and I got to bring it up to somebody. Well, I want to talk to somebody who knows what I'm talking about, who's not going to give me off the wall advice. Well, the business journals say, I don't care about any of that I want somebody who's done it. And so that's what's so exciting about this group. So again, it is amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum hyphen arbitrage and get two weeks free. Join. Come and say hi. Send me a note. Let's get into the podcast. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 363, EJ Kaga. Now, EJ was on before, and you should go listen to a story because it'll blow you away. And it's 100% true, and it's so cool when you're out with him and he gets recognized and blah, blah, blah. However, EJ is not here. EJ is on sabbatical. EJ is running his multiple seven-figure business from another continent. Um, he's definitely taking that step that a whole bunch of us would love to take, the location independent step. Um, but the way he done, he has done it, he walks through. And, you know, I pepper him a whole bunch of questions like, you know, what did you do? How did you do this? Because I just think it's so cool. Um, I think the takeaway has to be is that, you know, it's, you got to build, it's a roadmap, right? It kind of makes sense. And you got to start building that roadmap now. And guess what? It means getting some standard operating procedures, getting people trained, getting people you can trust and rely and all that kind of jazz stuff that we know, but he's doing it. And so um, I think it's just great opportunity to learn. And man, and what a great guy who's just, just stepped out and is doing it. It's so exciting to see. Let's get into the podcast. 
All right, welcome back to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. Very excited about today's guest because it's very late where I am and it's very early where he is. And I don't think most people even have a clue that he has ditched us. He has gotten a better offer. He has figured out that it's time for him to move on for now. EJ Kaga. Welcome back, EJ. Hey, Steve. How's it going? It's going well. Not as well as you. Um, and and, <laughs> and well, it, it, there's so many stories I want to talk about. But one, first, I just want to say this. this uh, EJ's uh, episode 185. Go back and listen to his story. It'll blow you away. It'll let you realize that you can hit the pinnacle of what you think is what you want to do. And then you say, eh, maybe not. And you can change um, if you have abilities and I think everybody has abilities, just figuring out where your abilities are in this e-commerce world is the key, um, you can start over and start over into incredible success. And uh, you've had some incredible success. So I applaud you for that. And when I went back and looked at our last episode, we talked about planning. And it's so funny because of this conversation we're going to have. You were all about the plan. You were like, hey, I'm going to plan this out because you're methodical. You're that way. Your whole life has been a plan, hasn't it? Um, I would say yes and no. It's, it's not maybe a, a perfect plan that's drawn out to the T. Um, but for some reason I always end up where I foresee, you know, six months down the road, it, you know, things end up kind of working its way out. Um, you know, sometimes I wish I was more organized or more, you know, uh, methodical, like you said, but you know, at the end of the day, like all the things that we've always kind of planned for or wanted to do, they end up kind of just falling into place. So, you know, well, that's I don't know interesting. Or just no, I don't <laughs> know. I'm going to ask this because do you, do you say, okay, these five things have to happen for the plan to work. And while we both know that there's a hundred little mini things in there that are supposed to happen that you, as you say, you're not necessarily planning for, but those five big things are the important things that you're able to pull out and say, okay, these have to happen. The rest will happen and good times, bad times, whatever. Is that kind of the way it seems to work for you? Um, maybe slightly. You know, I mean, you know how my personality is. It's, I'm a bit... You're very laid back. back. You're but, very um, chill. Um, but I kind of just, you know, things... I don't know. They, they just have a way of working themselves out. Um, maybe it's a subconscious thing that, you know, okay, we want to do this. And we kind of just put all the, you know, we, we kind of tackle one thing at a time. Obviously, this 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 trip that we, we made now, obviously, this had a little bit more planning. And it probably took us, you know, two, three months to really solidify. But um, once we have a plan, like once we have a goal, it's kind of just like, okay, like we need to do this. We need to do that. Um, I've, I've kind of been always kind of... Um, take things at the edge of my seat, uh, so to speak. So when, you know, we want to do something, it's like, okay, let's just do it. Um, I don't like to plan it like a year ahead and it's just like, okay, now how do we do this? Right. Um, cause it's a bit too far, but you know, once we put our head down to, to, to get something done, you know, we kind of just execute and, and go from there. Well, I guess we should tell people that EJ is no longer in the U S he is now today in Thailand. He just got back from, what was it? Costa Rica. For a couple of weeks, um, or Dominican or, Republic, or, yeah, Dominican, Dominican Republic, yeah. right? For a couple of weeks, and then uh, you, you know, get your place ready uh, to rent, and then you Correct. head to Thailand. And how long are you going to be in Thailand? Uh, six months. Six so, months. Oh. I mean, dude. Now wait a second. Six months. You're gone. And I guess we should also say, yes, you're a large Amazon seller, uh, selling 95% uh, private label, 5% wholesale um, from Thailand. Now, you're still packing boxes, putting labels on, and sending them over. Yay? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, don't think, I don't think that'd be possible. <laughs> well, I think that's the thing. I think people have to sit back and say, okay. Now, to be fair, you're not going to be, or at least, you know, without a lot of effort, going to be the biggest seller on Amazon now, given that you're taking six months in Thailand? Because that has to affect your business a little bit. Um, I, yes and no. Okay. Um, I mean, over the past year, I've really dedicated time to building out a team. Um, so that helps tremendously. So, you know, I, I'm trying to just focus on the, the bigger picture items and, you know, just keeping things uh, pushing along. So I think that was um, part of the the I guess plan so to speak to to move out here you know I needed to make sure that the company was sound 
um, like a checklist. But know, my point is this: is that place. you you're giving up, you're giving up that giant Amazon hundred million dollar business to spend six months in China uh, in uh, Thai, uh, Thailand. I, you get what I'm saying? Is that basically there's a there's always a cost to something, and so because of the way you're designing your life today for these six months at least, um, you have to give up something. And um, for you, it's right. I, I don't know. You think it? You think know. it's still possible? I mean, like, I don't. I don't think we're gonna. You know, financially, it's not possible, right, to reach that that kind of goal. But um, I think the goals that we have uh, that we had when we were in the states are the same goals that we have oh, um, when I'm here. No kidding. So okay, yeah, so I mean, you you don't see a trade off at all. No, I wouldn't sacrifice the business to have you know. Um, I guess this opportunity, right? Because like I'm, I'm putting in the same amount of hours. It's just, you know, what, what's the difference from me working at home, you know, in, in New Jersey than working in an apartment here in Thailand, right? You know, <laughs> I, I don't see the difference, or at least I haven't seen it. Um, and actually kind of, it puts me in a better, um, I'm less wasteful of the time hmm. because there are things I want to do here. You know, when I'm back at home, it's just like, oh, I can, I can basically sit at the computer, but like, you know, there's nothing really for me to do, <laughs> so to speak, right? I don't, I'm not like, oh, I'm not like gunning to go see something or, or try something new or eat something. So it's like, you know, you're kind of, wait, I, at least I was kind of wasteful of time. Um, so you're efficient. Like, okay, so you gained I efficiency really by moving the time there. that I need to. And it's, it's, it's more focused work. Okay. More focused. Oh, wow. Yeah. So- I mean, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how, how it pans out. You know, we've only been here for a week, but, um, that's that was the, the original plan, or at least the the mindset I had. So for me, and I would think that it would have been a trade off. I would think that you wouldn't be as efficient. I would think um, that you know the I guess maybe because I'm a minutia manager, right? Looking at all the little details, you uh, by working on that team. Well, let's talk about the plan. So how did I mean? Whose idea was it to get out and to go away? And what were you hoping to gain um, by by kind of stepping away for six months? Uh, I think it was, you know, both of uh, my wife and I, you know, it's just, uh, it was the re- it was like, why not? Right. So we, we kind of like, just, you know, I told my wife like, Hey, let's go. And then, you know, the first time she didn't really say anything. And then the second time I told her, she's like, all right, let's go. Uh, <laughs> that helps. And then, yeah, we just, you know, we just went with it. You know, we were like, okay, it'll probably take us a few months to, to get everything settled. Um, you know, obviously a big thing was like, uh, making sure our, our apartment would get rented out. So just like, it was basically like moving, uh, which was like very, um, terrible. Oh, <laughs> trust a, me. Remember I, I went through this. I went, I moved to my house yeah. and my warehouse. So I've been through, it's the worst yeah. experience in the world, but you also yeah, remodeled your kitchen. I mean, you, you did quite a bit of work. Yeah, we, we did a couple, a little bit of remodeling, um, just so it's, it's, a, it's easy to rent out, but yeah, I mean, it's, it was a lot of work, but you know, it's for a good, I don't want to say good cause, but it was beneficial for me. Yeah. You, uh, you're in a lo- great location to, uh, rent out. So it's funny. You, I mean, it's, you can make more money by moving out of your house, EJ. Is that weird? That's pretty weird, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that was one of the selling points too. It's like, you know, the cost of living here is going to be so much cheaper than over there. Um, you know, just because of food costs or, you know, we, we sold our car, so not, we don't have a car anymore. And just all these other like, you know, added costs that over here, you know, we go out to lunch and it's like five, $6 for the two of us. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, I don't think you can even buy groceries that cheap um, in the state. So it's, yeah, it's, I mean, so far it's been great. And, you know, I mean, I, it wasn't like, oh, let's, we're going to make money moving out here, but um, it was definitely, at least we're not incurring more costs. Did um, getting rid of all that stuff, like selling your car and getting rid of all your stuff, as much stuff as you could um, that you needed to, how freeing was that for you? I mean, is that like, did that take a lot of responsibility uh, away from you? Yeah, it's great. I, I mean, I liked it. Um, and even and even now, it's like, you know, we, we each just brought one big luggage um, and we're like, oh, we can probably even go with less. Um, hmm. And it's great. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, we live in like a consumer type uh environment and world whatever you want to call it um and having less sometimes is is great you know there's less to worry about you know you do you really need all these things or what what is really important um 
And that's something, you know, me and my wife are kind of like diving into. It's just like, you know, do we need everything or do we want everything? If we want it, it's fine. But, you know, if we just buy it frivolously, then what's the point, right? Hmm. You know, I'm sitting there thinking about, as you said earlier, you have to put all these pieces of the puzzle together to make it this trip work for you, right? So you have to build out your team. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, how you approach that? I mean, you already had some things established. You already had a warehouse that you were working with and you had some fulfillment companies. But but what other things did you run into that you didn't expect that you had to have a, a B plan or, or stuff that maybe you took for granted that you just did, you didn't realize how much you did? Um, in the Amazon business? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's still a work in progress. I mean, we're currently have a team of, uh, AS6. Um, so it's just, you know, I think the hardest part is always just making sure everybody's up to speed, you know, the amount of information or amount of knowledge that most Amazon sellers have or experienced sellers have is, is, you know, pretty extensive. So really allocating that time to, to train people properly and, and get them up to speed is, uh, it takes a long time. I mean, it took us about a year to really get to a place that we're like comfortably saying that, okay, we, we can kind of, um, leave those responsibilities to those people and, and feel comfortable about it. Well, let, let's walk, uh, pull that apart a second. So give me an example. So, uh, I'm looking at my glass of water. So let's just say you're selling glasses, just make it, make it easy. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, you're sourcing person. You're, I mean, walk me through, how do you, how do you prepare them to handle those products and then that way you can handle more products. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, basically, it's you know, we try to cre- create like a, a systemized conveyor belt, you know. So we put like, oh, let's say, okay. the glass bottle. Um, you know, one person is in charge of you know the sourcing and logistics. Um, there's another person that's in charge for listing creation, data entry, um, you know, listing op- optimization. Um, we do have like a project manager, which that helps a lot because I didn't want to give myself that responsibility of, you know, necessarily managing the day-to-day of every person. Um, so I think that was pretty essential because at the end of the day, if you have a team of five or six and you have to manage them day-to-day, you're just a manager, right? So, um, well, let's go deeper on that one too. I think that's, I think you're right. I think that's key because you were that person. Correct. I mean, I I I still am obviously to a certain degree, but, or they um, take, they took some of that responsibility from you. Correct. Okay. Um, I mean, it's still a work in progress. So, you yeah, know, it's... That's a big they, deal, they though. They take away... Correct. Hmm. All right. Well, walk me through that. So how do you find somebody like that? I mean, was there something you were looking for that they had a skill set maybe like yourself? Um, were they Are they similar no. to you in some weird ways? No. No, I would say no. They're bit, okay. uh, I would say they're more organized, um, more business... You know, they have, like, experience with business administration or a business like just organizing a team you know not saying that i haven't had the experience of you know managing a team but my experience was in like restaurants and it's just it's a different beast right the than having something that's a bit more systematic um you know restaurants are kind of you know on the go and you know things change at a moment's notice um with amazon business is a bit more methodical i would say so you know having somebody that can keep everybody on track um, even myself to a certain degree, um, helps out, uh, tremendously. So that, that's what I was looking for. Somebody that would just organize, they have, you know, experience with project management and, um, handling a team. So, so this is not my... just an administrative assistant. I mean, this is a true project manager, what you're describing. Correct. Hmm. Um, are they a virtual assistant? I mean, obviously from Thailand they are, or are they located in the U S or are they located in another country? No, they're in the Philippines. Okay, so. so so those skill sets you can still find, you can still hire out, and they have the ability to manage your business. I mean, geez, you're you're close enough to them <laughs> right now. Yeah, I, I, might, I might I might take a I might I might take a visit. Yeah, I'm a lot closer. We we definitely changed our schedule because before we were working uh, East Coast morning times, and now we're working uh, Indochina or whatever uh, morning times. So I'm at the same schedule that they are in the morning now. So it works out. Um, actually, everybody's pretty happy about that. I'm, I'm sure. So I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about people that are saying, man, this is the life I want. I want to be able to do what EJ's doing, which is basically, you know, I mean, as you said, though, uh, which was news to me, but it makes perfect sense what you're saying. You weren't going to sacrifice any of the business. That wasn't negotiable for you. You sacrificed whatever it was for you, it sounds like, right, to make sure the business stays on track. Um, Correct. 
to to build that out, I, I think this is the best starting place that you can go is start with the project manager. Is that is that is that your advice to somebody is to find somebody who can really oversee the project because because um, yeah, you mean, can that, bring them in could, right? That, They're bought in. Correct. I mean that was that was the, the advice I got from some people. Um, hmm. You know, you hire a manager level and then you hire down. Um, I didn't officially do that from the get go because I needed to see. You know, hiring a project manager, if you don't have, you know, we, we wanted to see some results in the beginning. So obviously, like, you know, somebody that handled like basic customer service and, um, you know, easy tasks that they can, you know, are repeatable and, you know, just some data entry stuff. That was like our first hire. Um, after that, like maybe our third hire was a project manager. Um, because like you hire a project manager, but, they, you know, they didn't have much or they didn't have really much experience for Amazon. Um, so obviously if we had to train them from the get go, um, then they had to find people, it's a bit more difficult. So we kind of had two employees before that, just to like have some, a base, so to speak. Um, and then the project manager came in so she can kind of, you know, start seeing what, what, what needed to be done, how it needed to be done. Um, because like, you know, I don't need her to like exactly know how everything's done, but I do need her to know like, uh, a macro level view of like the business, so to speak. Okay. And so then, uh, you know, hey, Steve is supposed to have these done every Monday or whatever, and these need to be, you know, so they're checking off all those lists for you and then alerting to you if there's a problem, right? I mean, that, that's that got to be a big deal. Are they now, um, as and I know it's new, relatively new, but are they starting to figure out how to solve problems? Is that one of the things that's starting to happen for um, you? We're starting to implement that a, a bit more. Um, so we have like a daily meeting like quick one hour, not even one hour, maybe half hour meeting, just, you know, if anybody has any issues, uh, what they're working on every day and then every, uh, Monday through Friday. So, cool. um, it's just a, a quick meeting that, you know, it just get, keep, gets everybody on track and kind of on the same page. Cause I felt a lot of times before this, we had some disconnect between employees, you know, like, cause there, obviously there's moving parts that, you know, employee A needs to talk to employee B or, you know, it just goes, uh, in parallel to each other. So having that daily meeting really helps out um, and keeps everybody on track. So, um, you know, I think we'll move away from the daily after, you know, a few weeks or months, but for now it's, it's kind of essential. And so then everybody knows what everybody else is doing and there's no duplicative uh, roles uh, or stepping on each other or, like you said, they're relying on somebody else. They know, oh, wait, I need to do this once Steve does this piece. And that communication yeah. happens. Interesting. Um, when you were, oh, go ahead. You know, and the problems, you know, like you said, like, you know, I think most, I've, I've requested most of them to like, okay, if you have a problem, come back with a solution. So like, this is kind of just teaching them like, okay, if like, I know if I do, like if something's wrong with this, then, you know, I can probably figure it out. Um, so it just it empowers them a little bit to, to kind of make sure that they figure things out. But like, at least they have the response you know, within a day, I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, I, you did this right, or you didn't do this right. So then, you know, hopefully in the long run, they, they're able to make these decisions on their own, uh, more, more proactively. So, so you have somebody working in customer service, you have somebody working as a project manager, what other roles were key for you, or are key for you to be able to operate in another part of the world from where you were? Oh, um, I would say the biggest one is, is logistics and inventory management. Um, so that person basically handles, you know, dealing with the supplier, um, reorders and the logistics from, from China or wherever we're sourcing from, um, to the U S and even within the U S we, we have like two suppliers that are inside the U S but just, I think that was the biggest issue because we've had a lot of, um, problems with like stockouts and just proper inventory management. Um, so that was probably the most important role or second most important role, I would say. Even when you were running it, you had stockouts and inventory problems, right? I mean, that's fair. I mean, we still have some. I mean, we, we ran out of a product uh, a little too soon this Q4. Um, we have some more coming in, but um, we're probably a 15 days out of stock already. Um, so, you know, it, it happens. But hiring this person now it happens less, I guess, especially as right. you get bigger, right? I mean, because the problem with getting bigger is the those problems are exacerbated, right? You get to see them. They, they, they magnify when the larger you get. 
Yeah. And especially like if it's a good seller, like, you know, you're missing out on, you know, it could be tens of thousands of dollars and, you know, who, who knows how much profit. So, um, yeah, everything gets just amplified, but you know, it's part of the, the learning curve, I would say. Does being over there, um, because I mean, what you described was you're much more intense, uh, intense, focused working, right? So you, you know, cause I got other stuff to do. So you're getting your work done and you're moving on. But does it also give you time to reflect and pontificate? Because I'm thinking about the things you must see that are new to you, right? That you're like, oh, I mean, because you're seeing a whole nother world. Are you seeing products everywhere you go? I mean, things that you're like, wow, you know, or is, is that? Um, you, not yet. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, we're just kind of ta- taking it in for now. Um, obviously, with, with uh, you know, me and my wife, we, we love to eat. So, you know, I think there's there's like an, a, a tremendous amount of places to go eat around here. It's pretty impressive or it's just like there's stalls and food courts and food places to eat everywhere. I mean, I, I don't know if people cook here at their homes that often. Um, <laughs> doesn't sound like yeah, it. So it, it doesn't. I mean, like the, the apartment that we're in is a pretty nice apartment, but it only has uh, like a two burner electric stovetop. Um, and so, EJ's I mean, like, a chef, so wanna... EJ's a chef, so we should qualify to say that isn't cooking, right? That's tough to cook yeah. on. Exactly. I mean, like, what are you gonna like? You know, you only have two little two little burners, right? Like, it's pretty hard to like cook a meal, um, and there's no ovens, so like, you know, you're pretty limited. So I think just the culture itself here is is more about eating out. Um, so the, just the amount of food places and choices you have is is pretty crazy. How about reflective time? Is it giving you any time to? You know, I mean, do you feel like you're making, and I know it's so new, but you were just in, you know, Dominican Republic for a couple of weeks too. So you did get away. So, you, I mean, do you, are you able to tackle problems because you're not so close to them? Do you get what I mean? Um, no, what do you exactly mean? Well, I mean, I like, just think about like, or? well, because every day you were, my bet, this is my prediction is that when you were, I mean, I think back to when you were doing RA is a better example. You know, you get in that mm-hmm. grind and you're driving, you got to go by and you go into the next place and you're doing that whole thing. And that doesn't allow you to work on your business, right? There's no chance because right now all you're doing is getting stock, getting stock, getting stock. Then you were prepping it or whatever or your wife was. But but that routine, you were in that routine. Now you move into private label and you're still in that, that mode. Now you don't have those same distractions, right? It's just not the same. Maybe do you get the time to reflect more and tackle that decision instead of just jumping right on it? You're like, eh, let, me, let me think about it a little bit more and then tackle it in a better way. Yeah. I mean, that's something that, you know, I'm trying to do. Um, it's, you know, I guess less, less reactive and more just like, you know, thoughtful, like, okay, what's, what's really important for our business or what's going to push our growth or how do we improve, you know, the business, um, to be scalable or more scalable. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, it gives us a lot more time to, to really focus on these, I guess, bigger picture, um, things. And then, you know, obviously, like I said before, managing the time better, um, you know, before I could sit at the computer for, you know, 12, 13 hours. And it's like, you know, at the end of the day, how much work did you, did you get done? But now with a, a limited schedule, it's really like, it's more focused. Um, and it, you know, the other times that I'm not working, I do reflect somewhat more on the, on the business and kind of just go back. Um, because it's easy to just, I think, be sucked into the, the Amazon business and just like always be focused on that. How about the fact that you have all these other people working with you now what perspective have they brought to your business, if any? Do, um, they, do they offer ideas? Do they offer suggestions or things? I mean, have they given you a duh moment? Like, why didn't I think of that? And and they tell you something so obvious and you're like, oh. I wouldn't geez. say I wouldn't say there's a ton yet, um, but I'm pushing a bit. I'm, I'm pushing towards that a little bit more. Um, I do ask for, you know, what they think and what they you know, what they, if they think this is a good idea or not a good idea. Um, one, it just incorporates them into the business more. Um, and then secondly, it's, it's, you know, six minds are always going to be better than, than one. Right. Um, so it's, it's something that it, it does help. And, you know, it, it always is good to like bounce ideas off with other people. I mean, obviously it's like, it's like networking, right. Or with Amazon sellers, you always pick up something from somebody else. Um, so having those employees, it's always nice to like bounce ideas off of. Now, are the employees full time for you? Um, most of them. Okay, some of them are like on a, yeah, some of them are like on a part time schedule. Um, 
So it's fine. How do you ensure that they're only working for you, especially when it comes to sourcing and stuff like that? Because that's, I just heard this story with somebody full-time and they're doing some pretty big work and they were working full-time for somebody else and basically the same job and maybe the same sharing some of the same information. And that just, that occurs, right? And then that's not everyone, but I mean, how do you, what kind of safeguards do you have in place? Oh, I wouldn't say I have any. Um, just <laughs> so trust. it's just trust. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you've got... Your gut would tell you if you're getting an honest, I mean, you know, right? You, especially working in a kitchen, uh, yeah. you know. Yes and no. I mean, at the end of the day, like if they are, um, you know, I, I don't know. Amazon is so big and, and there's so much opportunity still. It's like, you know, you, I could sell the same product as you. It doesn't mean you're going to sell as well as me if, if we just have different, you know, methods or, you know, Metrics. who does what. Right, exactly. just where your inventory is located could make the difference. I mean, it, it's such a big, it's so weird, but yet it's so funny because I sell the same product as a lot of different people, and sometimes I get the buy box, sometimes they get the buy box. Why? Yeah. A myriad of reasons. Hmm. Um, okay, so let I want to go back to the planning to get away, because if I'm thinking about somebody who's in this circumstance, they're younger, they don't have kids, or they're older and the kids are gone, and they're like, hey, I, I would love to do what you're doing because I think the experience of life is, is the big, it's the juice, right? It's the thing that really, really makes a difference. What would you say, you know, knowing what you know now, if somebody's starting fresh, where should they start? Where should they, it depends. I mean, I, I guess everybody's different. Um, you know, well, but let's say, say they want to get away. They want to be location independent, right? And maybe mm-hmm. not necessarily Thailand, although that sounds pretty awesome right now. Um, but, you know what I mean? Just to become lo- location independent, what would what would you say they should start? Um, I guess you know, making sure it's, it makes financial sense, right? I mm. think that's the biggest. That's the first step, right? Like, can you financially afford it? Um, that was, I mean, that was our biggest thing, right? Like, we've we've had our um, so-called salaries from our business. You know, our business has been trending like this. You know, over the past um, eighteen months. So it was predictable, you know, it's like nothing's changed over those 18 months, you know, we've able to, we've been able to sustain our salaries, um, growth has been good, you know, because we're obviously, you know, dependent on this business, you know, I think that's the the first step, are you, are you financially capable of doing it? I, I wouldn't be like, oh, we're barely making it, and then, you know, take We'll figure it out eventually, right? Yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no chance. So this is back to that plan, right? This is part of the plan, so really... You do a kind of a financial budget. Is that what you started? Um, yeah, I mean, we did a budget. Like basically, I mean, I did a, a quick budget of like our expenses there. You know, what our expenses here would be like. Um, I think this was after. This was after, obviously, like you know, we knew that the business was sound. Um, and well, how different know, are the expenses though? Before I don't want to lose that one. How different are the expenses of what you're experiencing? What you thought they would be um, in Thailand? I mean, we still ha- we still have to. S- to see, um, I mean, we budgeted pretty, um, a pretty nice budget for ourselves here, but it's still um, probably forty percent cheaper than it was in the states. Okay, okay, all right. So, um, so at least it's comparable to what you thought it would be. At least you're not seeing any giant surprises yet. No, I mean, you know, but like anything, I mean, if you like want to get a massage every day and you want to go eat at the nicest place and you want to, um, you know, take taxis everywhere, yeah, your budget's going to be pretty, pretty high. You know I mean? Is it going to be as high in the States? Like, I doubt it. Um, right, right. But it's still like, you know, I mean, I can eat at a food stall at the street and, and be content. You know, if you're not comfortable with that, then <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe you'll have some difficulty. But like even at a like so-called uh, restaurant uh, here, you know, you're still only spending a few bucks. So it's not that big of a, of a cost. Okay. So we're going to start with a financial plan, right? We're going to see if it financially makes sense. You're going to plan it out. Like you said, I think it was smart with what's it going to cost there versus what you're spending here. How about um, mm-hmm. what's, where's the next place you go? I mean, cause that that's financially, that's your personal stuff. Um, what about the business? Um, so the business, the same thing. I mean, we did a, a forecast on the business, um, basically where we wanted to be or where we're at, how we're trending. Um, I think, you know, if you have any large size Amazon business, you, you should be doing this already. Um, you know, yeah. if you're not, then, you know, well, I guess good for you cause everything's working well. Um, 
but you know you kind of have to have an idea of like you know how the business has been over the past year or past six months um are you trending up are you trending down you know what you know obviously with q4 it's it's like uh the best time of the year um but you know our we just plan correctly i guess you know it's just making sure that that things are moving in the right direction um, do you put it, emergency fund together? Uh, I mean, in some way for the, for the business specifically? Uh, yeah, both. I mean, both personal and business. Okay. Um, okay. So you so could we, write you know, over a problem and then come back and deal with it if you had to. I mean, worst case. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the business probably has a, a, a little bit less of a safety net than, than our personal, but the, it, it's adequate. You know, it's not like we have huge costs and, and the business, um, you know, we, we do have a good amount of money set aside in case things happen. You know, as I sit and think about this, one of the other cool things about the model that you're using, your costs are, for the most part, variable costs. Um, you know, as you say, you have some full-time employees in that, but you're not sitting with a big warehouse somewhere or with a big warehouse staff running it. You have a fulfillment company doing your work, correct? Yeah. Right. And so they are, there's no cost unless you give them work, right? I mean, so it's kind of all related, <laughs> right? Correct. Yeah, and and uh, other than managing inventory and, and storage and stuff like that, which is real, but hence you you hired somebody. Is your goal? I mean, or have you experienced this? Maybe that's a better way to ask it. Have you experienced enough savings um, and less stockouts with the inventory manager that you would say it was worth it? Um, to date, yes. Okay, um, that's we'll awesome. See, you know. We'll see the long run, but yeah, I mean, like up to date, yeah, things have been working out for the for the best. Well, that means they're paying for themselves because otherwise it would have been you doing that, right? So that, if again, if you're trying to be location independent, you have to give up something, and that was something you were able to give up, and it sounds like they're doing enough of a job to cover themselves, therefore it's profitable. That's a win. To me, that's a win. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, All right. So, you know, plus like the, the employees you can find, you know, they're, you know, you can find them for six, five, or even less. Uh, I mean, our inventory manager, we pay six and it's like, you know, uh, even if it's, even if you go through two or three, it's, you know, I think in the end, if you find somebody that's reliable and they're good at their job, it's, it's, um, it's worthwhile. Um, when you were looking for somebody to manage inventory, did, were you looking for a specific set of skills uh, to approach that? Because I, I would think, as you say, that's a pretty important cog in the wheel if you're looking to get location independent. Somebody's got to manage. Somebody has to keep the machine moving. Yeah, I mean, just previous inventory management um, okay. and logistics. Okay, you can get that the, specific and when you're looking for a VA and you can actually find those kind of skill sets. Yeah, I mean, we found somebody that had, you know, experience doing that. Um, they're also an accountant, so they're pretty good with numbers. Um, did you so use a service or did you just use uh, Upwork or, five, I guess it's Upwork now or whatever? Um, yeah, we, no, we just did uh, online jobs, I think. Okay, um, onlinejobs.ph. Okay. All right, yeah. cool. Yeah. You know, as I sit and I think about this, it's almost like you had to have a map of what, the ideal business would look like and then you started filling in these key positions is it is your map filled out like are you fully staffed or do you see capacity to add in other uh, responsibilities to other people um no we still probably have a few positions that we need to fill out um i mean we we were actually just going through our like project management timeline or task lists and there's just like a couple of holes here and there um that we need to fill out. So yeah, there's probably two, maybe one or two more positions that we need. You know, you, you have a bunch of private label products, but you're not done adding products, correct? No, I mean, I'm still young. So, uh, you know, I can't call it like call it a day right now. No, but my point is this, is that are this, does this team also help work on those projects? I mean, is that part of the system that you oh, can yeah, bring yeah. in? Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. To me, that's, New that's, product. yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, I think I was, I mean, it's like I said before, it's like we just needed like a conveyor belt system. Um, so it's like, obviously the new products is a, is a big thing. I'm still kind of handling a big part of it, but I'm training somebody to kind of at least do the initial filtering of products. Um, so at least I just see, you know, at least a, a short list of, of products. I don't have to like scour. Um, 
you know, here are these 10 potential ones, and then you could go through and say, hey, here's why this one's not good. I have a friend who always like, Steve, I'll always take what you bought for me, but I'm going to tell you why I don't want you to ever buy it again for me. All right. And it was just like, <laughs> when you do that 100 times, guess what? You now know 100 things not to buy. I mean, it's, it's kind of a weird education, but it's true, right? So when that person brings you those 10 things and you say, no, Steve, I don't want to sell uh, glasses, um, and here's why. Okay, yeah. check. That's the education, right? And that just takes time. And and pretty quick, when you see that, they'll be like, okay, no, that take that out. That meets, you know, that doesn't meet that requirement. Hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we were talking about is that now that you're over in Thailand, you have the opportunity to, to go to China and to go to Canton and, and some other places. Um, was that, did that enter your mind at all to think that being in that part of the world where most of the goods come from, um, is an opportunity um, that might well might be an opportunity while you're there. Uh, yeah, it definitely came to mind. Um, so we're definitely thinking about it in April. Nothing's solidified yet, but it's definitely an opportunity. I mean, I know like you know, obviously the Chinese or the, the suppliers that we work with over here. You know, there's always uh, I forgot what it's called in Chinese. Um, but like, you know, it's always good to meet face to face with your supplier. Um, especially now that we're, we have some suppliers that we've been working for with a while, uh, for a while. Um, so obviously like, you know, trying to negotiate better terms or even getting terms with them. Um, obviously this will be a huge impact to our business cash flow wise. So, you know, seeing face to face and, and getting to know them better. Um, I think there's a huge upside to it. Dude, I'm I'm so pumped for you. I mean, I sit back and I think about you know, I just I just I guess I was telling my wife, I'm like, yep, EJ's gone. He just picked up. She's like, how long is he going for? I said, I don't know. I didn't I didn't know it was going to be six months specifically, but it's just so cool to me that you could. How difficult has it been on your family? Um, I know you have uh, you're very close to your family here in the U.S. Uh, how how have they adjusted to you? Um, I mean, they're. You know, of course, they're they're a bit sad about it, um, but they're happy at the same time. You know, and it, like I don't think this is a permanent um, move. Obviously, it's only for six months for now. Um, we'll probably spend the summer up in Canada, so it's a bit closer. Um, but you know, it's we have the opportunity, so you know they're happy to see us go, so to speak, um, because we have you know an opportunity to see the world. Do you think it's a generational thing? Um that you know that you really don't want to be tied down to one place because you've talked about your friends in uh, Canada quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think um, it's just it, a generational I, thing? I mean, is it? It could be. It could be. I mean, I think it's it's somewhat popular right now. Um, well, but also because you're but, in this you know, the digital world, you know that also helps. Correct. I mean, if you were a carpenter, yeah, I mean, that would be tough. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like the people that. I know that do Amazon or digital products or, you know, something similar. Um, obviously the percentage of people that are moving abroad or doing something similar is a lot higher. Um, I would say all the other people that I know are nowhere, you know, it's not, it doesn't really cross their mind. I mean, maybe they're interested in doing it, but obviously it's, it's, you know, it's not possible for them. Hmm. So if somebody was new to Amazon, is it possible to design their business to be able to do what you're doing? And if so, um, the answer I would I would assume would be yes if they have that skill set. But how quickly? Because I I'm always afraid of people saying, "Oh, EJ's selling you know all that much money, I'm a failure because I didn't do it within six months." Well, it didn't take you six months to get to that level, right? So it also didn't take you six months to get to this level to be able to move abroad and still run a a large scale business. So I just want to make yeah, sure that we I mean, don't we keep a perspective for people. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely possible. Um, I would say, of course, yes. Um, second part is, yeah, I mean, it might take you a year. I mean, it's the same like it took us, you know, it took me a year just to leave my my previous job, right? So, um, and it depends on your situation. You know, if you have a family and kids, you know, it might take you longer. If you, you know, if your Amazon business isn't growing at a certain rate, then it might take you longer, right? So. You know, for us, it took us about um, eight months or something like that to feel comfortable about the, about it. Um, but, you know, probably closer to a year, I would say. Plus with the, uh, not a mature business, but a, as you said, a consistent business, right, where you're seeing that growth. You know, so I'm sitting here thinking about 
what I would, what my advice would be to somebody is, is that building that team is the key. And you said at the beginning, right, is finding the right people, putting them in the right and training them, training them, training them. And so slowly you're able to let things go. I mean, to me, that's the whole key to it, right? No matter what, you have to trust other people and you should be doing that now, right? If you Mm -hmm. want to grow your business, I mean, be honest, what have these five people done for your business that if you just kept by yourself, I mean, you know, would you even be close to where you are? No, I mean, I'd be too worried. I mean, I could probably maybe move here. Just I'd be like stuck in the apartment all day, right? <laughs> like, it, you just wouldn't have any time to do anything else. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're they're essential. And and you know, I think it depends what size business you want. You know, if you want a small business, then you know maybe you don't need as large as your team. But if you want to, you know, have a larger business um, or keep growing, then obviously you need to put the the systems in place and people in place um, to allow that for growth, right? Well, dude, I'm, I'm blown away. I'm very excited for you. Um, and you're one of the first that I've seen that have been able to, you know, basically build out a, a strong enough team that they can not walk away. Like you said, you're meeting every single day. So you know, let's put it in. It's like me being retired. Somebody said that to me the other day, Steve, you look pretty busy for a retired guy. I'm like, well, yeah, but it's different. I mean, it's just something different. Um, you're living in Thailand, but you're still working every day today. Correct. Yeah, correct. So yeah, I, I mean, think it perspective people, yeah, people need to get perspective on that, right? So it is glamorous and it's cool, but it's still work at this point, and you hope to reduce it from there. And that's what's happened in my life. But you know, yeah, I, I put a million hours, and now I've eased back as I can, other than Q4. But generally, you know, because you get into the, you you fill in those uh, those uh, the time that you want, um, the, val- the things that you value. My granddaughters, that's where I value. So for me, that's like you running out to see sites, me going to see my granddaughter. So guess what? I will, I am efficient when I need to be. <laughs> All right. So, so what's next, uh, for your business? Um, you, you plan on giving up a little more responsibility. You plan on as they get better, you taking less of a role. And then what will you fill that time with? Um, I don't think I'll ever take less of a role. I mean, that's like wishful thinking about like, oh, just work a few hours a day and then, and then the four hour work week isn't real. Yeah. I mean, it could be, uh, it could be, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm doing it wrong, but, um, no, I just, I I like to work. Right. Um, I like to go in and, and see something grow and it's, it's fun for me. So, you know, I think for me, it's just, you know, build out a, a stronger team and, you know, see where we can do um, better and where can we, where can we grow? Um, but that's the type of business I want, you know, I want a a larger business and, um, like I said, I'm still pretty young. So, you know, that's, that's my goal, right? So it's not everybody's goal, but you know, I'm, we're working towards that goal. So adding a few more employees growing, you know, here in the States or whatever, um, our business in the States internationally, um, those are our current goals. You know, sitting there thinking about that too, um, does this afford you the opportunity to expand into other uh, countries uh, with your Amazon business, being that you're over in uh, in uh, Asia right now? Um, somebody was just mentioned in Japan and how strong, you know, depending on the category. But, you know, is that something that crosses your mind too? Or should that not even matter anymore? Uh-huh. I guess with the, with the internet, it really doesn't necessarily matter. I mean, it's, it matters in the sense that like, you know, do we have the, the people or process in place to, um, support that, that, you know, that other marketplace, um, you know, we, 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 we are sending probably a few products or one or two products in, um, shortly. So, um, we'll see how, it, how it turns out, but you know, it's probably just adding more, more problems, right. <laughs> We're just going to have, well, to yeah, and I was just thinking the same thing. I'm thinking now, you know, that is that a distraction for such a little return? You know, I always think of, uh, Brian Vino, uh, Beaver saying about Canada, he's like, yeah, it's awesome, but I sell 92% of my stuff in the U S I mean, the 8% I sell yeah. in Canada is cool, but 92 in the U S and I'm not even at my capacity yet. So it's like, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Dude, I'm very excited for you. Um, it is just so awesome to actually know somebody who's done it. Everybody talks about doing it. You've actually done it, and uh, I, I admire you for it um, because it's what you wanted. And to me, that's just so cool to be able to step away, but yet not step away. Keep working, doing the things that you love, yet step away and kind of recharge and refresh. I think it's very, very healthy. Um, I hope more people consider doing it. <laughs> 
Okay, so uh, I'll put your Facebook contact in there if anybody has a follow-up question. Um, the goal of the podcast is to help people who get stuck. And I'm thinking, you know, I don't know that you'll have, I don't know it's the best thing for you to give that advice because I think right now the best advice you could do for somebody is, hey, if you're thinking about becoming that digital nomad kind of the person here's the thing that you've got to do could you drive one thing home that you say to somebody that's what they need to do i think you have a unique perspective i guess that's what um, i meant to uh, I, I, I that was probably an offhanded compliment that i didn't mean it that way i meant that you have a unique perspective because oh, right? you okay. actually done it um as opposed to just getting yeah. stuck so. i'll say i'll say um it's probably you know, like you said, I guess, you know, I, I don't say I'm a good planner, but having that plan, you know, and, and does it make sense? Uh, that's, that's probably the key. Um, because if you just go without the plan and it's just like, you know, you're going for the unexpected and you kind of need to have some things planned out to, to really make that leap. Does it make sense? I think that that is a great way to make sure your plan, just to have a plan. Oh, I'm going to sell a zillion of these. Okay, nobody else is. So how are you, right? That doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So that's perfect. Dude, I'm, uh, I'm uh, very excited for you. I can't wait to hear what happens next. Thank you so much. Wish you nothing Thanks, but you. success, pal. Peace. Thanks. What a great guy. He is such a great guy. Um, and it's just so cool to see him... Um, taking care of himself, um, him and his wife and, and just having their time and going out and, you know, seeing the world and seeing the sights, um, such a dedicated, uh, husband, but such a dedicated worker, um, just focused. And so to be able to see him break free and go out and see other things, it's just so cool. And man, I, I just can't wait to follow his, um, his, uh, travels and his success. I imagine he's having incredible success. Um, from another part of the world. You could too. EcommerceMomentum.com, EcommerceMomentum.com. Thanks for listening to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at EcommerceMomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.